0: Hello and welcome to AF Eloquence, where we are Eloquent AF about all things football. My name is Bart
1: Welch and... And my name is Emil Freund. Uh, How's your week been in footy, Barty
0: boy? Do you know what? It's been kind of slow and a little bit removed. Maybe it's because there's not like 30 games of football played over the space of 10 days or whatever it was. Um, But it feels like it's been a bit of a gap, right? Are
1: you suffering from the festival of AFL hangover?
0: I think I am and normally I'd be like more give me more give me more I want more of that but to this for some reason this week you know I've tuned I've tuned out a little bit for some reason and so it's kind of been a, a nice bit of respite but I tell you I'm ready to get back into it but what about yourself hangover from the, the the festival that was
1: yeah dude it was hard to keep up really like it was breakneck and I mean I'm you know working doing a bit of bits and pieces here and there but uh I've got more time than a lot of people as a, as a practicing artist. And, and yet still it was like, it was hard to keep up with it all. Um, yeah. It was feeling a hangover. No, I'm feeling keen to jump back in. Uh, but like, that's the right time. Cause it's Friday and the weekend's here and we've got a game of footy tonight. So um, very, yeah. very glad to be at the point we are in the season where we're getting a bit of understanding. Cause like I got fucking, I got seven tips right last week. So we're getting, Ooh. maybe we're learning Who's good?
0: You know what? I think we're starting to know who's good. Finally, we're getting some answers to the age-old question of who's good. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. And this is the first – oh, we are recording, as we said, on Friday. It's Friday morn, so this will be up just before tonight's game to get those mm. red-hot tips in. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think you're, you're right. It's It's been the right amount of time to come back to it. Um, but I definitely did enjoy this little bit of time off, but I'm ready to launch back into the weekend – um, oh, I'm launching hard. By the way, I haven't told you this. I'm launching myself down the railways, down near the Hume. I guess I don't know where the actual ra- railway runs, but heading down to our beautiful capital, merely to Canberra. I'm getting to the, Canberra. Yeah, i getting ge- down to Canberra. Yeah, I'm going tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> the same right? You're getting the capital Express. I am. That's right. Stopping all stations to Canberra. Well, I fucking yeah. hope not. That would be a long trip. It's already going to be like a four-hour trip or something each way. So I'm doing it tough and I'm going by myself. So this is a real commitment. Oh.
1: Yeah. That's brilliant. I, um, I, I've I heard Canberra a really good place to watch footy.
0: Yeah, I've never been. Never been to Manuka or Manuka or Oval. Um, haven't been to Canberra for a long time. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go and watch football and pretty much turn around and come back home because I'm going by myself. So I'm not going to go out and have hmm. a beer and maybe I'll have a, one beer. I don't know, but I'm not going to make It's I'm there just for football. No, no politics. Um, and yeah, I'll make my way back, but it's going to be, it's going to be a long trip and it'll be an even longer trip if those saints don't get up, which I doubt we will. But, um, yeah, yeah. 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 But footy's back nearly. Yeah. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been
1: good. Like it was a tough pill to swallow. On the weekend, that Carlton loss was a hard oh. one to take.
0: And uh, you've swallowed some yeah. pills before as well, Melee, So that's a tough one. Yeah,
1: that's. <laughs> that's I've got I've got techniques, one. and still it was a tough one. Normally, you um, pop those pills straight up your nose when I see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or crush them up and and, and go up that's there. Or, shelving easier. works works very a easy, um, painless. You yeah. got a
0: friend who can help you. Mm. That's it helps it helps but, to have a friend but you didn't um, have a you friend have, to hand this bit no of? you are going to you're going you're to need to find a random to help you shelve up down in camera oh my god i will on the top shelf of my butt cuz i think we're going there, there'll be a big pill to swallow well to to, <laughs> <laughs> support, consume. to consume thank you um once we lose <laughs> to the giants um but yeah so it was a tough one for you did you you obviously weren't in Launceston. Did you watch the game live? I
1: did watch the game. I did. Um, I watched. Uh, yeah, that first half was brilliant. Like, for, like a lot of, I think, a best footy we've played under Brendan Bolton. And you are really starting to see what that team that we're putting together can can do when they um, when they gel, when they click, and when things are going right. Um, and I, I think it was inevitable that Hawks were going to come back. Uh, you can't. You are not going to dominate. Hawthorne for a whole game in this era like even if they have fallen off the perch a little bit you're still not going to get a full game of dominance if you're a young squad like like the Blues Um, plus you know Alistair Clarkson will make some moves to help nullify you know what we had I really enjoyed that first half of footy except the last like 10 minutes last 5-10 minutes of that second quarter we had I reckon four shots at goal that were gettable like we ones that some of them were a bit 50 50 whatever but still if if out of those four shots at goal we'd converted two of them i think it would have been a different story that just that we just didn't, didn't quite put them away enough we were up at half time by a lot but what
0: was it 36 points we were you up by things? yeah
1: yeah if we'd kicked two more then I think it would have been psychologically for Hawthorne a bit too, a bridge too far. But um, we we just left the door open slightly and, and they came rampaging through it courtesy of Jaeger O'Meara and his 43 touches of the footy. Um, yeah. Disappointing. And a tough way to finish that
0: game, that like last yeah. second mark oh, just God. after the oh, siren. Lord. Yeah. Dude, I know. That's yeah. – Oh, but do you know what? It's I'm sure you you you're optimistic and I feel like the like pressure's been relieved a little bit off the blues. Like people mm. aren't to get that win and to get a hundred points and then to see how competitive they are, it feels like everyone's kinda of just eased eased off. You know, everyone's backed off a bit. And we, Yeah, no we, no one we, sees us
1: as in free fall like we had been.
0: No, and we, we picked we both picked you when you beat the Bulldogs. You know, that wasn't a crazy pick like you well could have beaten the Hawks. We both knew that it was a danger game. And then this week you've got the Ruse and there's a massive chance that you'll you'll beat the Ruse. Like so that's good that you can be competitive in, you know, three weeks in a row. You're you're not just a like it's not just an easy mark on the sheet of who's gonna win. Um they're playing some pretty good football. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, and the
1: the, the players who are lifting are those younger players, which is it's really exciting.
0: Um what about the Saints game, man? Tell me tell me about that. Oh yeah, well, it, it wasn't too much of a surprise. It's the worst game we've played this year, and but you and I both called it, didn't we? We were like, "Ooh, danger, danger game." We both didn't feel good about it, and I no. pers- personally know that we don't pre- perform brilliantly against the both Adelaide sides, and we hadn't beat the Crows for about nine since the last, you know nine times they beat us in a row. So, always had my doubts. Um, and Adelaide looked pretty good, but. You know, they were the better team. They played they played better than we did. So that's, you know, can't take away too much from them. But if I was if I was if I was talking about the excuses or whatever it is, like one, we needed to lose one soon. Two, we had, you know, those injuries are you can't really ignore, aren't they? That yeah. You cannot really ignore our injuries now. And it's another thing with the Saints. It's nice that people the media and the people, the talk around them is kind of like, the Saints are playing pretty good. They're not too bad. They're around there. They're in the middle and they're really injured. Everyone kind of just knows that now, which mm. is nice. So it's not... It's, it's weird for people to know more
1: than one thing at a time about St Kilda.
0: It's strange, dude. The last night I was looking on the fucking AFL app. Yeah, it is. I was looking at the AFL app and the top three stories were like St Kilda related, which is foreign territory for the Saints. Mind you, the top one was like our best players taking more mental health leave. The second one was like Skipper's pain, our captain's compartment syndrome in his leg and how he'll be out for six weeks. And then the next one was Jonathan Loney. Jack Loney, probably. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah Jack Loney nearly did an ACL. Um, so it's not the best press. But yeah, so in, in the Adelaide game, we lost the biggest loss, biggest out, bigger than Geary in our severely undermanned, very young defence. Even bigger than that was losing Rowan Marshall, our Ruckman, who's easily our best Ruckman as of this year and is fucking great. The prospect, they call him. And we lost him for a uh, 100-year-old growth forest tree in Billy Longer. Big Billy Bonger, who is... Billy Billy takes
1: longer to get down the ground than anyone else. Oh,
0: he does, man. And, oh, my God. When he goes to ground, it is honestly like a tree's being like a lumberjack's just cut an old tree down and... It's the slowest, he's one of the slowest players I think I've ever seen. And he gets on his knees and he tries to like defend on his knees. On the fucking ground. Like, get up. So that was frustrating. They were, not only were, were they even beating us in the hitouts, which is what his forte is meant to be. He's meant to be a tap bruckman and then does nothing else. He was losing in the hitouts And he was, or when he was winning him, it's like, boom, straight down to crouch. Like, what are you doing, Billy? Fuck, he was frustrating, man. Was but Source yeah, Jacob's playing? I don't think so. I think they have got that like yeah. Riley old mate oh, okay. rocking but yeah. you know they they look better than us and josh battle he's played 10 games he's been very good he's coming on uh, well and who was a forward for his first two years didn't play in his first year played as a forward last year retrained him as a backman for this preseason because of all of our injuries carlisle robert and all these players um and he played on tex walker he's 21 or whatever so like It's pretty tough. Tough ask, but yeah. Anyway, not nothing too crazy, and we had to. We're going to lose another one of these for sure. It's it's more the um, it's more the next three weeks that are the really hard ones. We got yeah, yeah, man. GWS Collingwood West Coast.
1: I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if with those injuries, that's a tough, tough little three week stretch.
0: Yeah, we win one of those full strength. Exactly, we win one of these. It's a big win. But um but yeah the LA game they were too good for us we didn't look we actually just played a bit shit um we didn't look we tried to move the ball far too slowly um from the half back like we, which we've been it's a new coaching thing we're doing this year we're not playing on like we were last year the number one team to play on 40% of the time or whatever but actually in this game we went too far the other way we were kicking slowly out of defense now locking us in it was like get moving we're quicker than this why are we playing like this anyway any other things on the weekend that you noticed, there were any other games? Was there any other wild things? Because the one thing that popped into my head, and it happened a bit in the Saints game in the in the first quarter, those umps put the bloody whistle away, mate. They put the whistle mm. away this weekend with hol- like did. holding the ball is not a thing they were really focusing on. Like, no, it's been a Anzac? long frustration to me, for oh, me as
1: well. Like. What uh, the f- House. There's there's a really clear way that the, that rule works, you know. You you take possession of the footy, right? You either dispose of it or you don't. If mm. it gets knocked out in the tackle and you have had prior opportunity, that's still holding the ball. Yeah. If you if it gets knocked out in the tackle and you've had prior, it's still holding the ball. Yeah. If you if you dispose of it, whether it's effective or not, not holding the ball, if you get tackled, you've had prior that's holding the ball. If you get tackled, you haven't had prior, it's not holding the ball. It's very fucking simple. Super and yet simple. so often you see players get caught who've had time and space with the footy. The ball comes out and it's play on. It's like, hang on, he didn't kick it. He didn't hand pass it. That was uh, probably maybe knocked out in the tackle, but he's had prior. Why
0: and, is he not being paid a free kick? The tackle? Yeah, and he, and he might have even given a little fend off as like ones in the Anzac game were like. There was times where... I think Saad ran someone down on, maybe ran Hoskin Elliott down on the boundary and tried to fend him off first and then got pulled fully to ground and then kind of flung it out. It was like, oh, it was unreal. That game particularly and Essendon fans, it's no wonder they were booing. I know there was all the furor about that, but like, and whatever, but like, holy shit, there were some rubbish calls. And then watching yeah. our game, it's obviously that thing like the umpires do, all of these unspoken rules where it's like, this week, the focus is holding, the, you know, we're going to make, we need to free it up the game. Maybe we'll do it this way. Like, there was multiple calls, and not against St. Kilda or Adelaide. It was fair game. Both both sides had some some weird ones, but they were happening a lot, and it was clear, and it was in the first quarter. I think Eddie Maguire was commentating, and he he pointed it out as well, because there was just, there was literally people doing the action of a throw, you know, like it kind of bubbling, and they slap it out with their hand. It's like, that's a throw. No okay, we're not calling that anymore radio yeah pretty, I, and i don't I don't like i
1: I don't subscribe to the idea that um because often you can see you can hear the crowd um react badly or there's a lot of talking in in the media about a certain rule or, or whatever, and it's like no hang on if you if you actually look at the rule, then that's the interpretation that is being uh adjudicated is a fair one, and it's it's us, the footy public who have. A, a misguided idea about what that rule is supposed to be but this is different this is this is like the holding the ball one in
0: particular is just like, baffling to me man yeah it's been a rule for a long time like you said it's very clear it's very clear when they're doing the the action of the call that the umpires adjudicate on when they or <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't quite understand. That's why it's frustrating. If you know a rule and then... It's like in anything in life, when you're trying to abide by the rules and then you see people breaking rules, you know, someone's not paying their tax and you're this, guys... Or like my scenario right now, Emilie. Uh, Emil and I both do lots of... uh, this is to the listeners. A lot of free, you know, acting work and voiceover work and I do a lot of voiceover work up here in Sydney and I've been paid for, like, some gigs to some big companies, to Nova. It took... Jeep it took 90 days to pay me, like... You know, and it frustrates you when you're doing, you're the bottom of the barrel. Like, Jeep can afford to pay me fucking 400 bucks, you know? Like, and it's frustrating when you, when people, you abide by the rules and you see people that don't and they get, get away with it and it's fucking frustrating. And then you, you take it back to these fans, these Essendon fans or whoever it is, and you know, we all know the rules. We play by the rules. We want a fair game. And then you just see time after time again, people seem to not, abide by the rules or just ignore the rules and it comes at your detriment or your team's detriment that is frustrating and makes you want to yell and holler and boo yeah i i sympathize with essen and fans
1: booing like i don't think booing I think booing during the game, like, do whatever the fuck you want. It really, like, unless it's an Adam Goods scenario, and, and I think a lot of people have made a false equivalence with the Gary Ablett thing, booing, it's very and different. then the Adam Goods thing. So, very so different. Very fucking different. Very different. Very different. The, the Adam Goods one quickly became problematic, and everyone realized that it was quickly problematic, and yet still did it. Whereas yeah. the Gary Ablett one, the guy makes a fucked tweet, and people boo him, like, go for it. Go fucking for it. Like, boo him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, during the game, all's fair. On Anzac Day, though, booing during boo boo during the game—that's fine. But like afterwards, that felt that felt really off. It I don't give a wrong. shit about booing Scott Pendlebury. Like, if no. he won the medal. He played really well. But don't boo during the whole celebration. This is the one day um, that footy is not the most important thing that happens mm-hmm. to, for those for everyone during that day. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a celebration of of our culture and freedom. And so to to lose sight of that for a game of footy ludicrous
0: yeah that didn't feel nice at all did it it was really uncomfortable felt really awkward and it felt yeah it felt really horrible i like that bucks came out and said said that can you imagine saying that to a bunch of people and then booing you back that when he said that that bit kind of it kind of got interesting for me again because i was like oh fucking here we go this is awesome because and then it became a bit it was the, the, the theatrical side of it. He came out and it was very wrestling. It, it reminded me of wrestling, you know, it comes out like, shame on you, whoever booed champion. Ooh, Ooh. And he like He came, came off the mic a bit and looked around i eyeballed the crowd. It was really, it was pretty cool when that Wait, were you saying boo or boo Buckley? Yeah.
1: yeah. I was saying boo Buckley. I was saying
0: boo Buckley. Yeah, that was, um, that was really, that was pretty funny. But yeah, no, it felt very off um it fell off it's a weird thing this this the the booing's back it's
1: strange the booing's back um, it's not going away anytime soon the more you talk about no it the more right. it's going to happen that's right and we've just that's talked right. about it for 5 minutes so hopefully we, we get did. a
0: round full of booze this round absolutely um but yeah so well that was i don't i don't know if there's any any much point talking else about uh talking more on last weekend hey any other games that were i think it's starting to like you said we're starting to realize who's good we both got 7 um uh, who else? The Lions won the Q clash by over forty Convincingly, points. Gold which we Coast both are probably tipped that. Yeah, they've done it for years, um, haven't they? They come, yeah. they go, they go well for the first three or four weeks, and then they fall apart, and young legs get the better of them. Um, mm. Yeah, which is tough. Uh, but yeah, the rest is all starting to look. Oh, Fremantle apparently Fremantle might be good. Fremantle might be good. This is
1: why apparently. I'm why I'm thinking this week is a strange. It's a strange, uh, like Fremantle like $3 outsiders against Adelaide um, this week at the Adelaide Oval. And I, I get that they're playing at the Adelaide Oval, but that seems like a crazy amount that they're outsiders. Three times less likely to win than Adelaide? I don't think so. Yeah. In the current form.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is, this is yeah, this is your, your, your gambler's dream, some of these scenarios, when you look at that and you're like, how does that make sense when, you know, Fremantle are a second on the ladder? And they're looking pretty good. Like they're yeah. not the same Freo. They're kicking. They're kicking goals. They're attacking, and they're not playing that dour defensive game. I don't. I don't know. It's it's pretty skewed, isn't it? I think it's all it's all just the home ground advantage for that one, isn't it? They're just assuming they'll get over the top of them, and they're back into some form. But the Crows are Crows are back in a bit of form, but they weren't amazing. They beat us, but we were we weren't we were, like we said very injured, and we didn't play very well. And they have they have got the wood over us. They were very beatable last week last week and mm. will be this week against Freya who is arguably a better side at the minute than than yep. both of them. They are, they're Very better Second on the one. ladder. That's they're better than yeah, they're right. better than both teams.
1: They're higher on the ladder, they've won more games. By all measurement rather than just like, oh, I've got to have I got a little feeling about this. Freya are yeah. going better than Adelaide.
0: Yeah, let's money ball this thing and <laughs> go by the stats instead of mm. I like the cut of their jib. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, weird, weird ones, hey. Some weird, some weird games. Well, what about so tonight? <coughs> tonight we got we got an interesting one. We got um. I think. Mm, yeah, it's at Marvel as well. Uh, that's Dublin's, weird. Which, yeah, it is weird. Uh, that's but you as know, as far as the Pies want to move away from, that's an away game for the Pies, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> Nearly. I don't know how Port
1: performed there. I haven't. I've got no idea. But um. Well, I couldn't tell you because we've the,
0: we've played uh, Port Adelaide for high. like eight or nine times in a row in, in Adelaide. We haven't played them there yeah, for okay. you know, 10 years. Um, uh, Maybe that's one sort of it. the
1: reasons why they've had the wood up here.
0: Well, it is. port Definitely is. That's why this year when people are like, why are you going to play them in China? It's like, I'd fucking rather play them in China than Adelaide. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not sure either how they really go there. I'd imagine they'd go pretty well on like a, you know, a fast deck. Under the dome. No one
1: knows how this port does anywhere. Do no,
0: they? no one has a fucking clue if they're. Who's good? Are port good? Hudson Parker would say no. Our good friend Hudson Parker, who hates port with a passion, he tipped the ruse over port <laughs> in our tipping bold. group. Very bold. Very bold. <laughs> very bold. Um, just because he hates them so much. And I'm nearly inclined to be like, you know what? I'm going to tip port over Collingwood tonight. Just I'm to- very tempted to. They, yeah. If they can beat
1: West Coast over there, then. I don't know. There are a chance. There's got to be a chance.
0: They've got to be right, and I'm loving all of these kids. How as it's everyone's oh. talking about them, but dersma I t- remember we talked pre preseason. I was like, dude, I like their players. I really liked all of them. I like Butters, particularly Butters and Rosie, Rosie, but also our boy Dersma from Gibson Power, mm. Gibson Land Power. Um, yeah, that the, awesome. you
1: were right. They 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 picked those players uh, to make a sh- an immediate impact, and they. Fucking have. They really have.
0: It's crazy, isn't it? Particularly Rosie. Yeah. Rosie's a star. He's a yeah, star.
1: He's the only one close to Sam Walsh in the in the rising star race. He
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think he's still like seven dollar second favorite. So oh, well, Walsh is. Well, Walsh is in. He'd be, he'd, he's got to be closer than that in the actual. Yeah. Estimation, right? And their odds are ridiculous, like that. You know, how do you know? Six rounds in or whatever. Like what Walsh could. Anyone can get an injury and they're just out for the rest of the year and it's done. Yeah. Um. Or they get managed or whatever or out of form. You can never know. But Sam Walsh looks like a pretty a pretty good bet at the minute because he's in rare air in his first six mm. games as a player, Mr. which is pretty. Hey. You, you know what, man? That's a, that's awesome because as a as a man as a fellow who's had a, a number one pick in their team in recent years, you can have Sam Walsh and then you can have Paddy McCartan. You know, like the difference in, or you can have freaking Petrarca in that year, which was. Supposedly, the one that we missed out on. That's like, well, at the moment, they both look like heavy pieces of shit who they do, don't they? aren't looking great, and you know, as sad as it is, as it is for Patty, um, you know, look at look at your boy, look at your boy Sam Walsh. No signs mm-hmm. of being of falling off it like those two have. Um, but yeah, um, it looks like he's he's going to be he's an absolute star, man. I'm, I'm happy yes. for you that he's that he's playing well. Some good footy like that.
1: Incredible that he's just been able to walk in to do that in the midfield. Um, Bonkers. All right. Fitness. Well. Anyway. So, what do you think? Port youngsters yeah. aside, I'm picking the Pies. I um I I just think they're probably the they're probably if not playing best football, then second best football to Geelong. So, um, got to pick the Pies on that one, based on that. I, although I think the Port can upset them. I think that, um, I think they're going to get the job done.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be a, a massive surprise, would it? I'm no, I'm also going with the Pies. I think they're just a bit too good to. To be particularly away, even though it's not at the G. Um, it'll be a raucous game. It'll be a full, oh, you'd imagine pretty close to a full house. Collingwood will pack it out. Um, I think yeah. a lot of
1: Port supporters will probably
0: come over for this one too. Um, yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. They're pretty good. They're good travelling sides, the Adelaide sides. Um they are. Yeah, I'm I'd, I'd picking the pies, but it wouldn't surprise me with an upset. We'll get an understanding. Every week, Millie, really, we know clearer and clearer oh. who's good, who is good. Yeah, nice.
1: Speaking of who is good, uh, Melbourne and the Hawks, two teams who are not part of the conversation at the moment. Um, They're not. Definitely not Melbourne. Uh, I'm picking Hawthorne.
0: Yeah, I'm picking Hawthorne. You can't trust M- Melbourne. You also kind of can't trust the Hawks, but while they've got the best coach of all time at the helm, um, that's, that's why I'm going to be backing them. And it's that G- proven
1: proven list of premiership players who know, uh, know how to win and don't seem as fragile as Melbourne do.
0: Melbourne's a very strange tale. It's yeah, re- really odd, isn't it? Yeah. Brittle and slow, and they don't know what to do. Goodwin's bringing in and out, you know, he's dropping people, and two weeks later they're coming back in and they haven't proved them. it's It's a real show there, isn't it? And they're done. What are they? One and five. Yeah, they're done. One and five. Wow. Didn't think of I think they could go on way. a good run
1: late in the season, but uh, it doesn't mean they'll play finals and it doesn't mean they'll win this game.
0: They're going to lose. Yep, they're going to lose. The Hawks are good. And I think the Hawks also match up pretty well against uh, the D's in the past, which I guess those stats don't really work. You know, they're not worth applying because Hawks have matched up well against most teams in the last 10 years. But yep, Hawks versus both, Emil.
1: Sean Burgoyne's back as well. Makes a difference. True, big one. Uh, game of the round. Right. Canberra. Yeah, <laughs> game match. of those, the uh, round. Those big, my those, those t- tall timber giants versus... Yes. the 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 holy saints
0: the depleted saints um holy like a blanket full of holes yeah exactly (laughs) fourth v6 top of the table um Mm. uh clash clash of titans giants and saints um yeah dude i i i feel that we play pretty well against the giants even when we're not too good. We actually, they're one of our sides that we can beat. Last year, I think we were, we kicked one goal six or something, or two goals six to seven at quarter time when we played them. And we had all the momentum for the first half. And even when we were, you know, we were up by 10 points, or like it was like even a half. Isn't that the draw game? No, we played them twice. And it, so oh, the one okay. later later on in the season was that one where we ended up, we probably ended up losing by, I don't know, 20, 30 points. But we had all the momentum and just couldn't kick straight. All of it, and we knew they'd come back. It's that classic thing. The commentators say it like it's a surprise, a revelation. Like, oh, if they don't take their chances now, you know that the Giants, are, you know. Um, and we did that, which was, we do that often, and we lost to them. But yeah, the way, the one before that, we had a draw. Anyway, so we we match up pretty well. We beat them a couple a year before that, I think, when we were shit. So could be a good game, but I'm I'm tipping the Giants because the way we played last week wasn't as good, and uh, these injuries are just starting to add up. We're just, you know. Hannah who knows what he's going to be, but Carlisle, Roberton, Geary in our back line. It's our three best defenders and our captain. They're all out. It's for kids under six games. Like we can't, I don't think we're going to get over the line with, and you know, all of these mature age recruits are great. Wilkie's great. Parker. How about Parker last Parker. week? <laughs> I didn't talk about that. Two right. just big speckies and kick that goal off one step out of that, that crumb goal, that big banana. Like, geez, man, three goals Maybe straight. Maybe you put some of
1: this. Bloody podcast juju, Bart magic out in the universe, and got yourself one of those mature age West Australian oh, right. recruits you'd been hoping for. Right,
0: I know He's it happens here. Maybe that voodoo magic never left me all along. Maybe it was me who had those powers. I just had to believe, merely. I just had did. to fuck. What am I doing? I need to believe. I need to You're turn this the giants. Shit around right now. I'm doing the Giants. There's no belief Manifest. in that. All right. Well, you know what. I had a little, like, inkling just before. There was something at the bottom of my, my foot. My foot was feeling Temple? a bit weird, you know, in the bones, you know, in the, like, the Liz Frank kind of section, wherever that is. Liz, Liz Frank, yeah. my, my good friend Liz Frank. And, um, mm. yeah, and, a bit and of the Je-
1: foot she has a fetish for, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, Liz Frank. You know Liz, our good friend Liz yeah. with, the, with the funny feet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, Jeremy Cameron, I know he's been really good. He's been very good. But I saw him, you know, limping around and him and I were walking in sync you know, when I saw him out in the Western suburbs the other week, there was there was something going on and we looked at each other in the eyes and I felt something little twinge in my Liz Frank and he kind of looked at his foot. And anyway, all I'm saying is there's something spooky going on in the voodoo airwaves. And I, I know Jeremy Cameron's in fine form, but just watch his feet. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> well, it would be a great feat if St. Kilda get over the top of the Giants. It's well, uh, well, well played. Um, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I got to pick the Giants. I hope you're, I hope they don't. I hope they win because it'll it'll be that one. It'll be that team in the top echelon that St Kilda need to beat in order to be really considered seriously about in finals. And I correct. I, reckon, I fucking hope they do. Um, and they got another couple of chances the weeks afterwards. And who would have yes. thought at the start of this season that the most winnable game out of those three
0: would have been against um the Eagles? Yeah, weird. Yep, mm. you got GWS, Collingwood, and the Eagles, and the, that's the one. It's in. It's at Marvel. We're very welcome yep. in that one. Um, well, providing yes. you have
1: a fit team of eighteen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely tip the Saints in that game against the Eagles.
0: Yeah, we might not by then. We've got the biggest injury list in the AFL now. Yeah, and uh, be playing and then, twelve players. Yeah. Oh god. And then yeah, including Jack Stephen, who's you know as we know is now taken some more time out, which is super sad for him. But yep, t- biggest the biggest injury list, which is cool. But no, I'm still sticking with the Giants. Merely, I reckon they'll beat us. Unfortunately.
1: Well, well I hope you well. let, let me know what the uh, Canberra air is like. Rare fail.
0: Fresh, mm-hmm.
1: uh, Brisbane versus Sydney in the next matchup. Um, up there at the Gabba, um, fresh off a tasty, massive defeat of Gold Coast. I'm going to back the Lions to get it done over the um, the ageing Sydney list.
0: Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Me too. I'm back in the lines. They're looking pretty good. It's up there at home. I actually watched a little bit. Um, I worked at the SCG last week and I watched, which I'd never been to. I'd never been to the SCG. It's beautiful. It's really cool. It is, isn't um, it? Yeah, it's great. Um, and I watched like you know a bit of the third quarter, and I watched the third quarter. And the reason I didn't stay, which is weird for me, I'd normally always stay, is because I had my phone on flight mode and I hadn't been watching the Saints Adelaide game, so I still hadn't spoiled it. And I was at the football and was like, surely someone's it's going to come up on a screen or something, but it didn't. Didn't spoil it. No dumbass friends messaged me, <laughs> <laughs> like someone we know. Um, but yeah, it's really cool But the Swans, I don't know They look all over the show I'm picking the Lions Yeah, no Lance Franklin this week either Again. Yeah, big out Will Haywood's in who I reckon is really good But he's not Lance Franklin, is he? Oh, you're, not, no. you're, not, you're not asking for Will Haywood's You're not seeing Will Haywood in the street going, oh my god, it's Will Haywood No Get his signature Will <laughs> Will Haywood Yeah, no, not in Sydney at all No one would know who the fuck he is But I think he's pretty cool Um he is. Oh well, lines for us both. Guess is easy. We know who's good.
1: We're we're lockstep so far, Bart. Um, what about yeah. the next game? Richmond versus uh, who are they playing? The Bulldogs.
0: Bulldogs, yeah. That marble. Yeah. Seven twenty-five tomorrow. night. I don't know
1: why. I don't know why. I have a little feeling that the Bulldogs could get up here.
0: So um, do I. They've
1: had a bit of. They've had you know. They've had a bit of pressure. They've lost the last four in a row. Uh, mm. And Richmond have been playing bloody well. Uh, due to lose one. In, say again.
0: They're due to lose one.
1: They could be, they could be, and I just, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm. This is my upset of the round. I'm going to tip oh, the Bulldogs over Richmond, which is going to seem crazy after Richmond decimate them. But I
0: don't know. I just got a little feeling. Your feeling's pretty on. Um, and I, I toyed with the idea of doing the same. I, I think they, when the Dogs are on and when they're playing all right, something about their style matches up really well. They played a game. I was watching it in charles de gaulle airport in paris in france last year on my phone when um because i i'm very well traveled emil um (laughs) emil that's french right um i one bin one chocolate croissant please um (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh and they lost by like a couple of points or something and and this is when the doggies, you know, it was only late last year. Something about them, they do, they do match up well, and I feel you. The dogs are under pressure. They've got a sweet, their midfield is good. Lockie Hunter and Ponte are right up there in the rankings. They're playing great football. And the Tigers, you know, the young guns have held on for a little while. Maybe they'll, they'll slip up this week and be a bit tired, those young legs. And they've still got so many injuries. But, but in saying all of this, um, this isn't my one I'm going for an upset. I'm, I'm going go to go the Tigers. But I really feel you. I don't think it's that crazy to think that the dogs could win this one. Next game,
1: uh, the Eagles versus Gold Coast over in the West, in the Who Cares Um, Cup. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah, in the Eagles are going to win cup.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yep, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) They needed a bit of work on the uh, naming of the cup. Uh, Did pretty pretty unfair (laughs) title. Uh, Well, uh, I mean, in their defence,
1: they did name it when the Gold Coast first entered the competition, and they did. Promised that they would rename it when the Gold Coast Suns looked like beating the Eagles, and it's never happened. That day is a long way away, particularly beating them over there.
0: Yeah, I hope we get
1: some sort of tweet or like Instagram message from a Gold Coast Sun supporter saying, Oh, we came close that one time. They may have had a victory over the Eagles. I don't know. Um, Who knows? I'm assuming not. I'm assuming
0: not. And we don't care enough to check. (laughs) Fuck you, (laughs) potential Gold Coast Twitter (laughs) person. Go the Eagles. Yeah, it's a pretty easy Oh, game shit. Before. Okay, what, so the, the Suns beat the Eagles by
1: oh. Oh. three points in 2017 on the 3rd of June.
0: Did they? Um, they did. They wow. Did. I don't remember that game.
1: And they had a drawn game in 2015.
0: So, so yeah. they kind of, maybe, maybe you might say they up match okay. up pretty well. <laughs> 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 and in saying that, I'm going to tip the Suns. Oh, wouldn't that be wild?
1: Wouldn't that be wild? That would be wild. Be, it's not going to happen. That would put my Bulldogs tip into the kind of shallow end for tips. But uh, It
0: would. Conservative Emil tipping the Bulldogs ever ripped. <laughs> <that>.
1: <laughs> Idiot. you know, tip an upset for fuck's sake.
0: Mind you, the Eagles and the Suns are closely matched in the latter. They're 12th and oh, yeah, 13th. So it's a, you know, you can't split them. You can only split them by 11%. <laughs> They've got the same amount of wins. And the maybe odds, the
1: Eagles are vulnerable at home, you know. They Port could be. It.
0: And if you don't know who you are at home, then, you know, you're lost. If you don't feel at home, at home, where's well, your home? You're a nomad. You're homeless. Homeless.
1: Go sons. Oh. Or s- perhaps they're traveling in a caravan. Could be.
0: Maybe they're nomads. They've just unplugged. They've just tuned out for a bit. Yeah. Y- you know? They, they may have. Still taken a bit holiday of time. from their bloody premiership. Absolutely. Mm. You might even say they're having a little. What do you get when you drink too much? Merely when you have a big, oh, too much of a big night. Um, come um, down. Embarrassed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. A premiership come down. Premiership embarrassment. <laughs> Maybe they, Yeah. All right. I don't. <laughs> I think
1: the Eagles have had. Uh, I don't think they'd be keen to talk about premiership come downs. It's um, no, not, since that was their part of
0: the conversation. <laughs> particularly that club. Yeah. They've been coming. The down official for wording will years. definitely
1: be premiership hangover.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd be pretty careful with their words. But dare I say alcohol wasn't the only thing that was consumed. They would have consumed a lot of water because 'cause they're responsible athletes. They are, aren't they? Gotta keep hydrated. They are. Um, Go they're gonna
1: keep hydrated and drink their fill and beat the Gold Coast Suns.
0: Maybe drink now a bit of bar. Gonna be on holiday for the rest of the year and why not? The Gold Coast is lovely in winter. It's a beautiful place. We all love the Gold Coast. Everyone from Australia really likes the Gold Coast. Um I'm I'm the capital there. of the world. Yeah. Stunning there, stunning. The parks, amazing. Um, yeah, the Eagles going to win. Yep. All right, uh, Carlton North Melbourne
1: uh, at at uh, Docklands, and you may be surprised to know this, part, but I'm I'm tipping North Melbourne.
0: Oh no, you're not, you dirty dog. Yes, I, am. I can. No, oh, you I'm actually are. Yeah. Oh I my god, am. I am. I am surprised. I'm really yep. surprised. Is it because that you have Cruiser Simpson Kennedy and Someone else important out, uh, Newman. Newman out, who's been good, um, he's been excellent, he's been excellent me. filling that Sam Doherty void. Yeah,
1: it's 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 that, and it's that coupled with the fact that I don't know why, but we have not been able to beat North Melbourne, they've just been one of their one of our bogey sides for a while now. Um, Interesting. and we are we're a young, plucky team, but and and yeah. and North Melbourne, if any team has been thrashed, if the pressure's gone to any team. After us, it's been North Melbourne. They're they're like routinely dismissed, and everyone thinks they're rubbish. It probably because they've been playing like shit. Um, but they will get up for this game. They're just gonna they're gonna yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like they're gonna tr- they're gonna work harder and try more to win this game than any of the other games this season i have played so far. They're really gonna want to win this game um, because if they lose, then. Like even if they win, it's not a it's not a good pressure reliever for them. But no, if they lose, it's wow, it's it's huge if they lose.
0: Yeah, it starts getting it starts getting pretty ugly for them, doesn't it? Because like yeah, I like said earlier,
1: we're not a good side. I just think that for some reason they match up well. We don't have Cruiser, um, which is huge against Todd Goldstein, um, and. And we're a young side who have been consistently in games to this point in the season. It's bound to we're bound to kind of get go down on form, and and, and those 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 young contributors are bound to like have a bit of a drop off at some point, And I reckon it's this game.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. The pressure's on North, isn't it? And like it's been like we said earlier, it's kind of been relieved on the Blues a bit, you know. Bolts isn't in – there's no fear for his job at the minute, and it feels like a lot of that's moved off our clubs of the Saints and the and the Blues and it is very much on North Melbourne and Brad Scott at the moment and like you said if they lose it's it's danger time and potentially danger for for Brad Scott like I would have thought Ruse, so yeah the Roos fans are pretty pretty disgruntled and and there's been much it's documentation been a long time long time and he's been, they've been getting around the mark and in into finals it's been they haven't bottomed out fully for yeah it's been well documented they've got these like First round picks that are late first round or they're still not kind of there or injured and um and then with their top ups, you know, Hall, Polek, Pittard, and Dom Tyson yeah. and there's good a B few graders, but good B graders, there's a few plotters in there, a bit of list cloggers as well in the next couple of years, you'd imagine. Like feels I don't know where they're really at. But I I, I also those things considered, and then particularly the fact that the aforementioned players, particularly Cruiser are out, um, I'm going with the Ruse as well, purely on those injuries, man. If it wasn't them, yep. I, if, if pretty much Cruiser, I think if Cruiser was in, I would be. I agree. The Blues. I and like Casey our ins. I really
1: like our ins for, for for the first time in a while. We've got some depth. You know, they're bringing in uh, setterfield Um, they're bringing in um potentially Stalker for his first game, which is big news. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Uh, yeah, bloody. Uh, Kennedy can't get a game, even you know, and he's a decent midfielder. I think that we got some good players coming in, but and Kerno, of course, um, Kerno—that's the one. <clears throat> I, oh, McGovern's out too. That's the other thing. McGovern's oh, out. that was the other. That yeah, see, that's yeah, yeah, that's
0: yeah, yeah. that's massive, man. McGovern yeah. Simpson Cruiser. Yeah, yeah, Jesus.
1: I think we the one we can't cover is is Cruiser. You know, Phillips is okay, but he's no. He, he can't. He's not. He's not, as, he's not as an overall. He's not as all around player as as Cruiser is so. Oh well, no. anyway, we're both uh, we're
0: still we're still in lockstep bar. Um, no, the blue the bulldogs tigers. Oh yeah, of course, of course. I I stepped aside, but I also felt where you were going anyway. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Um well, Geelong v Essendon down Essendon. Uh, at the Cattery. Oh
0: no, no, it's at the G. It's oh, is it G. at the G? All right, yeah. so it is, so it is. And so it's bad. it's a home ground for the home game for the Cats at the G. Um and it is uh Essendon Essendon need another um, <clears throat> they need another marquee game, I think. After this one, just to make it four in a row, so it's a nice so this, bundle of marquee round, games. Must this is the country yeah. round, baby. Uh, Everyone's favourite. So oh, what have mate. what have they gone? They've gone Good Friday, which is fucking balls that they got given that game. I understand it, but god damn it, Good Friday game, and then they went straight into Anzac Day, and now they're going. Well, this is barely a marquee game. No one goes. Oh, the country game, country round. Um, and then I don't know when Dream Dream Time is, um, which is Not a great long. game. Yeah, it must be coming up, hey. Um, when, when, Hang on, is, they don't. Just...
1: Have... Yeah, yeah, they did have a good Friday. Yeah, you're right, mate. It's um. Yeah, it's that's three... just what they needed. The poor old. Three in a row. They row. need
0: another. They need
1: another marquee fixture. Three in a row. Um, I reckon they're a really good chance of winning this, but I'm going to stick with the Cats. Um, yeah, sticking with the Cats.
0: Yeah. Well, here's, here's another di- difference of opinion for me. I'm, I'm going uh, the, the Dons. I just think. They, they're they really fast, obviously, and when they get it together, I I feel like they, they go pretty well against the Cats in the last couple of years. They've beaten them when Geelong have been pretty good. Um, and I feel like they're ticking along. They'll be hurting after last week. I, I reckon they're going to get them. I reckon they're going to beat them at, at the G. They, they might be a bit too quick, but it's ambitious because Geelong look unreal. But also maybe they're due to drop another one. I feel like in the season, the narrative of the season – be a good one for the Dons to win just to keep it kind of going and to knock Geelong down a peg. And, yeah, that's that's what that's what I think. I'm tipping the, the Dons with that pace, I, their pace yeah, to be too I th- much. I think that's
1: a good call. However, I think that their lack of another tall forward marking target, apart from Joe Denner, who's going to hurt him, because he, he's, he's, he's at his best when he's able to range up the field, um, take some marks on the wing and pump it again long and then double back and lead again, lead again, lead again. Whereas if he's the only tall marking target in, in, in their attack, then... It just makes them a little bit too one-dimensional, I reckon. And, and Geelong are a well-coached side. I think they're a bit too consistent to to let that um, advantage escape them.
0: Absolutely. Their defense is brilliant. They've been brilliant this year. Such a good team. Uh, well, there's that one, d- Dons and Cats. Little d- little and difference.
1: last game of the round, Adelaide versus the Dockers uh, at Adelaide Oval. Um, very. I was very, very tempted to pick the Dockers here. Um, also because I'm still in the narrative that Adelaide aren't very good. Um, but I think it's going to be too much for the Dockers to get it over the Adelaide over there.
0: Yep, me too. I think the home ground advantage is the only reason why I've tipped Adelaide. That's the only reason. If it was in same. Uh, WA, I'd be hands down free. But yeah, same here. And uh, the Dockers have been doing doing well. They can afford to lose one and that's fine. And teams seem to play in threes. You know, a lot of good, good and bad things go in threes, right? So Adelaide probably going to get their third win in a row. And, are, and Frio, probably, well, they probably had three in a row wins as well, so they're probably due to lose one. That makes sense. <laughs> yep. <That's, laughs> um, yeah, that yeah, that logic it. is flawless, but. That it. checks out. That checks out. Yeah. That's how it's going to go. Put your house on it. Adelaide Crows. Yeah. With a, with a, yeah, but if you're putting your house on it,
1: then put your holiday house on the Dockers just in case. True. Double so down on
0: each <laughs> way bet. Yeah, <laughs> That's a smart way that to bet. Bet on both that's sides. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Pretty good. You really hope Frio win, to be honest. Uh, But you're going to be a winner either way. Yep. (laughs) Can't argue (laughs) with that. Uh, Now, Emil, do you have some tasty, tasty history for my ears and the listeners' ears? Because I've been hanging, hanging out for uh, the finish to this, this glorious season that was in the mid '60s. Um, things going in threes, yeah. I did well, I did sixty
1: like four and then sixty five and, and now I'm doing sixty seven. So um <laughs> yeah, maybe,
0: yeah, nothing nothing important happened in nineteen sixty six. We can move on. Move um, straight along to nineteen sixty seven. Um all right, here we go. Nineteen sixty six. Hell yeah, here, here we go. Part knows. two. <gasps>
1: right, part two. Yes. Okay, a couple of important things happened in nineteen sixty six. Uh, Australia moved to decimal currency from uh, so ten shillings were worth a dollar. And, and yeah, we moved to decimal currency. The Easy Beats headed to London after conquering Australian shores and the charts here. Uh, the Rolling Stones toured for the second time to Australia. Um, the Seekers came back from their long overseas hiatus and played some massive shows in, in Australia. Harold Holt um, took on the prime ministership after Robert Menzies uh, retired in January after 18 ye- consecutive years. I think consecutive? 18 years in office regardless. Whew. Um the Vietnam war was escalating. Um, and Menzies had upped our military commitment from about, you know, 30 odd, uh, military advisors to almost 8,000 personnel and conscription came in, um, where 20 year olds had to, um, complete military service. So that happened. What else? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. The 0.05% alcohol, uh, Limit was introduced for the very first time. Um, Gee, that's and, early. I, yeah.
0: didn't, I didn't think it would have been that early.
1: Yeah, man. And it was the same year that all Holdens was, were fitted. Um, it was the first, I think, locally produced car that were, that were all fitted with seatbelts. So, a couple of things. Safe. Safe, yeah. Safe and secure. Of tune. Also, Victoria was the first state uh, they changed their. Liquor licensing laws, so bars, pubs could stay open until 10 p.m., whereas before that it had been until 6. And what had happened is you'd have a oh, sure you six, 6 o'clock swill, swill. baby. Yeah. yeah, Finish work and go down and sink a bunch of pints. Uh, well, I mean, no longer.
0: And then go home and ab- abuse your wife and be an arsehole, which is literally what happened. What was happening. That's yeah. that's not how you do it, hey. And do, have you seen some of those old pubs that had 6 o'clock swill and they've got like the piss trough at the bottom of the bar? Yeah. Disgraceful. Disgusting. Well, Sydney, maybe Sydney's heading, regressing back this way. They've got some, you know, 10 p.m. The bottle loads are all closed and, um, you know, you can't get lockouts in. Maybe Sydney's going to go so far back that we're going to get back to the six o'clock swill territory. And we're going to be getting out there going buck wild, smashing pints, you know, finish work at five, go down to the pub, buy four pints at the front of the bar. Oh, mate, make, us, make
1: Australia great again, is what I'm saying. And, uh, that sounds that sound like, like a golden era to me. That
0: sounds, yeah, that's the Australia I want to live in. When the, yeah. when the Saints are getting up and about and we're heading to the, m- the moon in a few years. It's an exciting yeah. time. I'm seeing the the White Australia policy
1: still in full flight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it works. Wear your seatbelt.
0: Pop your seatbelt on. We're safe now. <laughs> that's um, it. What a time, Neil. Play School was aired for the first time
1: in 1966. Um, Tony Lockett was born. It was a big year. <sighs>
0: It's a biggie for the Saints, man. And the Swans, I guess.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, the VFL season started on the 23rd of April. The teams who are thought likely to challenge are uh, Essendon, having won the flag the previous year against the Saints. Collingwood, Geelong, and of course the best team of the previous year, 1965, the recently relocated to Moorabbins and St. Kilda Football Club. Go Saints. In round one, the Saints. Thrashed the red legs at the MCG in front of sixty four thousand people. Fuck you, Fuchsias. And many, many people mark this game as the the definite end, end to Melbourne's Melbourne. dominant era. Uh, they missed oh. finals last year for the first time in like ten, and St Kilda won by seventy six points. Woo!
0: That's big.
1: Now, Ian Stewart, who is the reigning Brownlow Medal winner, got twenty three touches, the most on the ground, and Daryl Baldock, St Kilda's inspirational. Captain and best player kicked two goals, but it was really Ian Rowland's five goal haul that uh, twists the knife in the rotting dead corpse of those red legs. (laughs) Some good imagery. Oh, I play d &D, man. So it's, you know, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: This is is a bit of a meal's other podcast creeping in. This is good. Well, I'm on board with this narrative, It's it's a gripping story. Well, I would be
1: too if I were as a Saints supporter because they'd go on to beat the Blues by 53 points, the Shinboners by 36, the Cats by 43, South by 42, Fitzroy by 64, Hawthorne by 24, Essendon by seven in the grand final rematch before they finally lost their first game in round nine to an inspired
0: Richmond at the MCG. Jeez, that's convincing. We were in fine form. The Very team to beat. Oh, team right, to beat, uh, might say. They were. Uh, in this
1: period, the Saints were regularly getting... 30,000 plus to games at Moorabbin, with the Essendon game drawing over 50,000. <laughs> God damn. Scenes at Moorabbin. Man, it, it really vindicated the decision to move down there because, like, they, for the first time, this is one of the reasons they moved from Junction Oval, they were getting the bulk of the gate receipts at Junction Oval, the St Kilda Cricket Club were taking the vast majority of all ticket sales to the ground and Saints would not get that much. And it was really um, making St Kilda uh, a hard place to attract players from interstate because they just didn't have the cash.
0: Yeah, wow. So no war chest, so but still struggled so to be I, <laughs> I just realised I was kind of semi, semi-distracted semi and all I gave you was a, oh, wow, and just kind of looked out the window where Thanks I'm Howard sitting. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's all I'm going (laughs) to give you. I'm going to sit back and Owen
1: Wilson this. (laughs) There's another interesting Uh, thing about St Kilda's move to Morabin that I found out. Um, and that was that, uh, when they moved to Morabin, the Morabin council, um, not only gave them the use of the ground, but they also, um, loaned them a hundred thousand, must've been pounds at that point, um, to upgrade the facilities. Um, and their proviso was that, um, they'd merge with the Morabin football club who were playing in the VFA at the time. Um, and then they'd be called the St. Kilda Moorabbin, um football club for the first 10 years of their move there. And then after that 10 years, they'd just be called the Morabin football club. Now, yeah, wow. that, that's, that's what was, that was, what was the arrangement was. Um, and it took, and, the, and there was like a lot of, I've got a whole other bunch of information about this, but there's a whole lot of um, lobbying within St Kilda about whether to move from Junction, whether not to. Someone tried to bring it to the Supreme Court to stop it going through. The reason that, um, one of the reasons, but the main reason that they actually uh, got people on board to go to Moorabbin uh, was that they found a really old rule from like the foundation, like the constitution of the club when they, when they founded it, that said that they needed two-thirds membership. I uh, no, sorry, three-quarters of the members to vote for a change of name and they needed two thirds to say yes to change the name before they changed the name. That came about because St Kilda merged with Paran football club in like the 1890s or something.
0: Huh. That's fascinating. And something that would be seemingly impossible to get for a club to do, to happen, to, to get, exactly. you know, two thirds or three quarters, whatever it was of your members to, to vote, to change the name. What an interesting thing if you went for it now though, you're like, all right, Saints, we're over it. We need to break something. We need to change yes. up. It's been too long. Right. We want to change our name. <laughs> St Kilda. Mighty Morabin Saints. We're going to the Morabin Saints. <gasps> our spiritual home. No Come on, Morabin.
1: Yeah. They'd <laughs> <laughs> also done a survey and I think they found like seventy percent of members lived south of um south of Elstonwick. So moving to Morabin was really moving into the heartland, although um it was away from Saint Kilda.
0: Oh really? I do know that because we do have a lot of people from Bayside that are Saints fans, but you don't, you don't really associate it that much. Do you, you know, like you don't really, I mean, and obviously we've got Sandringham, the VFL team and, but you, you don't really, that's, that's, that's fascinating. I wouldn't have thought there was that many people actually based that far South.
1: Yeah. Even in the sixties, there was a, you know, cause I guess everyone had moved post-war. Most people had moved out from the inner suburbs out into the suburbs. Um, that's true. And that, that included there. Um, there was also a push for a while. I don't know when exactly it was later than this, but there was a push for a while that, for and Kilda to change their name to the Southern Saints uh, in in a similar vein as the Bulldogs changed to the Western Bulldogs in, in order to like capture the whole Southern Melbourne the South.
0: Market. Well, mm. we've our our women's team is called the Southern Southern Saints. Oh wow! They finally mm. got there. Yeah, you go. Someone's got okay. there. So I don't know what will happen next year when we enter the league if it's if it is Southern Saints because um, that's what they're called now. Um, it's really interesting. So it's been a mm. long fight for the Southern Saints. From the, for the um the marketing team or whatever team that is to get to yep. include everyone south. I'll
1: old, old, old Jerry the last surviving team marketing member from the sixties is just he can finally <laughs> die yeah. happy. Uh, yeah, he's got it done. He's well, one idea that was yeah, the key.
0: Finally, the southern saints. And that was it. He died and a siren. Went. <laughs> um, they got now they got
1: the wobbles the St Sincere- Kilda. St. Kilda got the wobbles a bit after that round what? nine Sin- loss. Hang, hang on.
0: St. Kilda getting the wobbles? It's strange
1: to think, <laughs> is This was a different yeah. era, but Come on. Oh, true, true, Not true. everything in history is the same.
0: That's true, true, true. What do we say? History never repeats itself and don't learn anything from it. That's right. We're yeah. a different yeah. outfit now. Yeah. Different outfit.
1: If it was Marvel, you'd imagine it was a separate universe. Nothing related.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> now, they got the wobbles after that round nine loss and uh, they were playing Collingwood, who the other – most informed team, uh, of that, uh, of the year so far. Um, a Collingwood outfit who were led by hardman Des Tuddenham and, uh, dominant Ruckman in Ian Thompson. Um, the pies monstered the saints and inflicted a 72 point loss in front of a rabid, uh, in front of the rabid faithful of Victoria Park. Victoria Park at this point was like noted as the worst Possible place to go and play football because right. not only would the visitors get like really small, shitty change rooms, um, but there'd be cold showers. They wouldn't the, the the visiting fans didn't get hot showers; they got cold showers. And as oh. you were running out through the race, you'd just get covered in a barrage of spit from Collingwood fans, and you get like umbrellas poking through the cage, like trying. To, you'd have to dodge them and shit. It was just a horrible place to play, apparently for visiting oh, teams.
0: What a lovely team they are, the the Magpies. And we wonder why people don't like them. <laughs> getting <laughs> spat on and poked with umbrellas when oh, you're running dude. out down the race. That whole up we, us
1: against the world thing really—it's—it's uh, it's just been part of the club since the start. Yeah,
0: that's hostile as shit,
1: isn't it? Um, they rallied though and regrouped the next week when they took on the Bulldogs. Um, and maybe being back at Marrabin in front of the in front of in their new home inspired them, and they and they. Inflicted a 51-point shellacking to the Bulldogs.
0: You might even say it was the loss we needed to have. Could be. Could
1: be. Now, they go on to win five of their next seven games, finishing a game behind the Pies and second on the VFL ladder. These were still the days when first played second to go straight through to the granny and uh, the loser of that game playing the winner of three versus four in a prelim the following week. So, it was the first semi. Uh no, sorry, the second semi final. This is the um yeah, St Kilda versus Collingwood. Um ninety five thousand six hundred and fourteen fans came out to see this game uh, against the pies and it was a, like it was a fucking cracker. At the G? Is that at, at the G? G yeah. 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 Yeah, no, ninety five thousand at Maravan. I was um, like, no, whereabouts
0: no, <laughs> Oh no, no, no. They got projections, they it was a kids area, <laughs> yeah. there was there was a there was a room for a sound yeah. room for the kids with autism. It was very progressive at the time well, at Vic it's Park. Incredible, right? Yeah, that's
1: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, they threw away the umbrellas and, and got yeah. it all together. All,
1: all the players parked their cars on the outside of the ground and people stood on there and everyone could see it. it was fine. <laughs> um,
0: and the Rolling Stones had just been in town, as you said, playing to about 100,000 people at a big park. So there that was already park. scaffolding and yeah. uh, the yeah. infrastructure there to accommodate all these people.
1: Yeah, it was the most Mick Jagger's been spat on in his life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I mean, reckon the most without actually paying for actually.
1: Without consent, that. and yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Collingwood started fast, kicking 5 2 in the first to St Kilda's 0 1. But the Saints rallied and regrouped with a six goal to one second quarter. They were playing inspiring team footy, exemplified by the humble figure every Saints fan knew as the Doc, Darryl Baldock. Oh, our Darryl. Our Darryl. They went into half time two points ahead in front of the heaving MCG crowd. It was a it was goal for goal in the third, four apiece. Although St Kilda probably had the best of it, and their inaccuracy saw them um only four points to the better at the main break.
0: Mm. Inaccuracy, Saints, I think you need yeah. to check your history merely. Well, again, but
1: like just because it happened in the
0: past doesn't
1: mean it has anything true, to do. True, true, true.
0: Course, course, course. What am I yeah. saying? Of course. Don't learn anything from history. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> and then thanks to a seven
1: goal haul to captain des tuddenham collingwood ran over the top of a valiant St Kilda outfit to register a 10 point win and um book their place in the last saturday of september
0: what's his what was his last name des, T- T- des tuddenham? Tuddenham. tuddenham tuddenham he tuddenham. sounds like the, tuddenham he's he yep. sounds like the jordan de of the era right jordan de could easily be called dez dez Degoey. yeah dez Goey. it's kind of also like pointing him out like Oh, uh, Dez goey over there. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> Dez Degoey. Yeah, Dez he is. Oh, well, Dez, good on you. Seven goals. That's a big game. Yeah,
1: he was a hard man as well. and Like, he, he'd, yeah, he was very um tough to play on. Um, If your name's Darryl, Dez, you have sorry. to be hard.
0: You've got to be no, a hard yeah. man if your name's Dez. Oh, shit, yeah. There's um, at least like Darryl five Griffiths. Dez's in every prison. Must be.
1: Yeah, you feel like whenever you hear an underworld story, there's always someone who is watching on or there or somehow associated called Dez. I don't know any Dez's, but there's always a Dez. Well, they're all locked up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't either. Thank goodness.
1: Uh, Unlike this Dez, who was not locked up at all by Daryl Griffiths, who was playing on him that day. And he took. Might even say he was off the chain.
0: He was unleashed.
1: (laughs) He was unleashed. Griffiths was not a good prison warden in this instance uh, And he <laughs> felt it most afterwards He was crying in the rooms And, and blamed himself for the loss Poor old Daryl Daryl oh, Griffiths Darryl. Mm. Oh, No, Daryl Bordock Darryl Not Daryl Bordock yeah. Imagine being the second oh. Daryl in the St Kilda team Oh, this,
0: I don't even know Darryl Daryl Griffiths Who's that? <laughs> he's another that St Kilda he's...
1: player, defender,
0: yeah Oh, okay, I don't care about him <laughs> mm. No <laughs> Um, now Essendon had
1: won Essendon had won their own thriller the previous week holding off a fast finishing Geelong to win by
0: 10 points of their own. So oh, the country round the Grand
1: Finals yeah the country round <laughs> <laughs> Yep
0: is the first And it will happen maybe history will repeat itself this weekend. Oh 10 point win.
1: Yep. So the grand finalists from the previous year St Kilda and Essendon will would meet again um, in this September but this time in a prelim. Now the Saints had, of course, as we've mentioned, uh, accounted for them pretty easily earlier in the season, and did so again, winning in convincing fashion by 42 points. Now this game was notable for another reason, uh, as St Kilda ruckman, known as the blonde bum- bomb- bombshell, the blonde bombshell Carl Dietrich, struck an opponent and was suspended for the next week's granny.
0: Whoa, geez. He must've got him good. They don't, where's, they normally, uh, you know, give you a bit of leeway when it's a grand final, don't they? The old Troy, uh, uh, Trent Cotchen rule. uh, (laughs) That's that's it.
1: Well, I think this was like late in the game as well. It was completely unnecessary. The Saints had already won it basically. junk time. Yeah. Junk time punching the in the must. I didn't see it, but uh, I don't know. I didn't read. I didn't, I I missed this bit when I, I know he punched someone. I didn't know who he punched or where they punched him, but he, he was out. Damn. So in the week, the week leading up to the granny was pretty interesting for St Kilda because um, just bizarrely and by random happenstance, maybe because they'd, I don't know why actually, but the BBC were doing a documentary um, for a week with the Saints, the week leading up to the grand
0: final. Um, oh my God. Yeah. That's they were like, doing a series like a, of, Oh, sorry. That's just the worst. If If that happened now, if we made a grand final again now and there was this Big coverage on St Kilda and how well they're doing. I would, ah, uh, it, I would be so sure we were going to lose like, so sure whoever we're playing, regardless if we were favorites, whatever. Nah, that would be the worst. I'd hate that. Well, what it means is that we get we've got all there's
1: so much good info and footage and extra stuff like about the Saners in that that um grand uh in that that year because of this Doco and, and stuff, so you know. It's pretty, pretty cool. So they were doing 10 documentaries in Australia about Australia. And one of them happened to be with St. Kilda the week of the grand final. Um, anyway, Baldock had hurt his knee in round 15 and had gone through um, the rest of the season with, with all sorts of knocks. He even was getting regular cortisone injections in his feet on game days. Um, but that knee injury he did in round 15 um, was seriously debilitating Um doctor the doctor's advice was to put the leg in plaster but the doc took his own medicine and decided he'd be playing instead because he took his oath seriously that they would go one better this year
0: that's brave stuff when the when the doctor is selling you to put it in plaster and you're saying no i'm going to play an incredibly physically demanding sport (laughs) you're a tough mf merely. oh yeah
1: um he also re-injured it um the week of the grand final in training. Um, Alan Jeans, the coach at the time, called the training off at that point. Um, he he's like, all right, well, nothing good's gonna come from there. So called it off. Um, there's a story that uh, the next day or the day of the, the the day before the grand final, he was, you know, still feeling it and then just decided to go out for a run and it kind of came good on the run. And then he was he was like, no plan. So good old Daryl Baldock. September twenty fourth, nineteen sixty six, the VFL grand final. One hundred and two thousand fifty five bands pack the MCG. Daryl Baldock wins the toss. The game was on. At the first bounce, Ian Stewart, who just won his second Brownlow medal. Oh he got the he doubled down. Doubled down, two in a row. Didn't know that. Yeah. He gathered the footy and got the first clearance. A split second after he disposed of it. Was missed by millimeters by a rampaging Tuddenham who had committed to taking him out at the first bounce, get him out of the game. Very Des thing to do, isn't it? Just (laughs) man, Ian Stewart. I know I said last week about about his balance. There's some footage from this game where he is running down a wing, keeps the ball in, runs down the wing, has a kick, gets bumped after he kicks it, and then just like forward rolls and springs back to his feet, ready to go again. Like it clearly there was some merit in that in that observation he he must have had good balance he looked great wizardry yeah um now the first minute or two were absolutely brutal uh each side kind of went blow for blow on the field and on the scoreboard but the dock was a class above st mm-hmm. kilda went into the went into quarter time up by four points
0: yes good quarter saints good hustle mm-hmm. you got this it remained
1: tight through the third, through the second, should I say, through the second, and it looked like the Saints, um, and it looked like the Saints were going to take a five-point lead into the half until a miraculous Collingwood goal from the boundary line, about where the fifty-meter line would be. It looked like, man, I saw the footage of this. It looked like a, it looked a lot like that Eddie Betts goal from his three-hundredth game, that check side from the boundary. It was oh, crazy, wow. and like players in this era barely did that. This no. was a fucking cool goal. That um, would have been anyway. one of
0: those goals that when you witnessed it, particularly like you said, when those kind of goals won't kick that often, you'd be like, oh, oh well, this is Miracle a, This freak. is a good sign. This yeah. is amazing. If you ki- if we're kicking them, which no one does, the big check side, future kick. Um, Especially as I put them up, pretty up by a
1: point going to the half. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now as the traditional uh, halftime break for a lot of the St Kilda players. Siggy's in the toilets. Um, and then back for the second half. What an error. Take the edge off. <laughs> Take the edge off. Big Des Tuddenham kicked a goal inside the first minute of the third.
0: Desi. Oh, Desi. That's a, and we know what quarter this is, merely the Premiership quarter. That's what they say.
1: Doc fired back with one of his own only a minute later. St Kilda ground their way to a lead after an inaccurate St. Kilda, uh, Collingwood um, missed a bunch of shots goals. St Kilda, I mean, Collingwood probably had the ascendancy in this quarter, but. Um, Secured through a mixture of defending well and inaccuracy, Collingwood um, were four points down at three-quarter time.
0: Oh, kept us in Mm. it. Gave us the lead.
1: Yeah. Alan Jeans now made a very famous three-quarter time address, which the players who played that day still say gives them tingles and goosebumps. Uh, There's a quote from it. um, You had the chance today to do something that no one in this
0: club has ever done before. Take it. Oh, yes, Alan. That gave me little tingles in my jeans. Staring stuff. Uh, very <laughs> staring. Ironically, Alan never wore jeans. He hated <laughs> them. Hated uh, jeans. <laughs> he, 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 do you know he, he, he coached St Kilda for like 350 games or something? That's amazing. Yeah, it was like 17 years or something like that. He's been, he was our coach for a long time. It's
1: almost as long as Robert Menzies was Prime Minister.
0: Yeah, very similar time frame. And do you know who will be at the end of the... Well, well this is an easy one. Guess who's going to be the our second uh, m- most coach, uh, most games coached at the end of this year for St uh, Kilda. Have is a guess. It, is it Tim Watson? It might be Tim Watson. Could be a relative of Tim Watson's. Oh. Seb Ross, maybe? Job Watson? Damn, St Kilda coach? Yeah, Richo. Richo is going to be, <laughs> which is very weird. We've got Alan Jeans, then... Alan Richardson. Something about Allens. Maybe Allen, it's A for this Allen. Is it. A for Alpha.
1: Yeah, man. Could be. Well, they've just moved back to Morabin, so you know, it all makes something sense. Something in the water at Marabyn. Now, uh, Collingwood again had a lot of the momentum in the fourth quarter, and if it wasn't for some really dour defensive efforts and excellent marking by the St Kilda back players, they could have kicked more than the three-two that they did. Um, St Kilda were up by a point with mere minutes to go. Streamers covered the boundary line, and the ground. Uh, the crowd's roar filled the ears. Bob Murray, a St Kilda defender, made this like incredible pickup on the half volley uh, for another Collingwood long bomb entry. Um, it's just amazing. Like at full pace, just picks it up on the half volley, and then he made this inexplicable decision to drop kick the the ball, which a lot of players still did, but like he drop kicked it. The ball, instead of clearing the trouble, skews off the side of his boot. The oh, kai collects it and has a shot at goal, and it was through for a point. Oh, Murray. scores are
0: tied. Oh my God! Your drop kick, Murray. Drop Your kick, Bloody Murray. drop kick.
1: <laughs> St Kilda try once again to clear their defence, but again, Collingwood take possession. They get another shot on goal, but this one sails wide out on the full. Scores still tied. Somehow St. Kilda grind the ball up the ground. Collingwood halt them in the first, uh, sorry, in the half forward line and it's a bounce. Ball goes up. Gets tapped down by fucking one of them. I don't know. Barry Breen, though, (laughs) roves the footy and smacks it long towards goal. It's a bit short, though, landing about five metres from the line. It bounces. through for a point. Oh, handy point.
0: Andy point. point. Where was the goalkeeper? Where was the pies? Who was, was the, the man last man? The
1: yeah. True. Collingwood moved the ball quickly down the opposite side, the fat side, to Des Tuddenham. He's an acres of space. Not knowing how much time is left, though, he opts, instead of bouncing it and taking more of a run, to kick it long into the forward line, even though he probably could have run for another two or three bounces. Oh, Des, this one will haunt you. will not it, Des? The ball sails in and it's marked by Murray. 1966's version of Leo Barry Leo who takes Barry. that defensive mark <laughs> and stops the pies in their
0: tracks. Forget Leo Barry. We've got Bob Murray. <laughs> yeah, man. Dropkick Murray. Redeemed
1: himself. <laughs> Mars. Mars. Um, he then slows the pace, steadies himself before booting the ball down the wing. But before... The ball comes back down to earth. The siren sounds and St Kilda have won their very first flag by a single point. Come on, St
0: Yes. There we go. Ah. Oh, could you imagine? Bob Murray, take a bow, you dropkick. Take kick. a bow.
1: And that's the story of St Kilda's 1966 grand final triumph oh, and the man. end of that three-parter. Um, it's there's some- amazing. Amazing. There's some cool footage as well after this game, Mike. Interesting that all of the, a lot of the footage of the St Kilda celebration, they're all wearing the Collingwood gear because they did the traditional jumpers. They jumper over.
0: Yeah. yeah, they swap the old swapperoo. <laughs> it's confusing to look back on, isn't it? It is. Oh, dude, I've I've only seen bits and pieces of of that footage. I haven't even watched the whole game. I need it. I need to try and get access to it. It's like, on YouTube. Actually, the whole thing. Oh, it's sick. Um, I actually haven't even rewatched the draw. I've rewatched the 2009, but I haven't watched the draw again, but you and I just, I just remember now, remember you and I tried to book at yes. the Hamer Hall at the arts center yeah. to watch the draw that the MSO, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra were doing like their, uh, they'd made that score to the yeah, draw. Yeah, somebody had scored it. Score to the draw. Score to the draw. Ironically, they needed one more score to get the win. Um, to get that another famous one point victory. Where was our Bob Murray then? Hey, oh, who knows? Not, not around. Um, but that would have been yeah. I haven't rewatched that. That would have been a pretty emotional one to watch, I reckon. But you know what? We've always got nineteen sixty six and Bob Murray, and um, I need to watch it. I've never oh, watched dude, it in full.
1: I loved. I loved researching this. Uh, this year it was. It was a really good one. Um. There's a lot going and on in the sixties. Heaps on. Sixty six.
0: That's a busy The Beatles as well in the midst of Beatlemania. That's they were it. only just really starting, really. That's when they started getting good. That's what, a year before Sergeant Peppers, I think. No, sixty seven Sergeant Peppers. Um geez, that was a good time.
1: Great time.
0: Drugs um, were cheap. Good there was some wee. funny
1: there was some yeah, great. Um <laughs> there, it was man, it was the summer of love just coming up. It was it was the sixties.
0: Yeah, uh, everything's were changing. Things were changing. A lot of good stuff. God, I wish I could go back merely. This was actually and as and well
1: St Kilda's, um first back-to-back finals appearance 1965 66 first back-to-back finals appearance since 1907
0: 8 god damn it dude oh and what you told me the other week on this what was it was our first second grand final, grand final of, since 1913 first grand final since 1913 yeah just wild wild 53 years oh there's been some real really long droughts Jeez that's that's we're surely due right surely like we're surely due sometime in the next like 10 years wouldn't wouldn't you think that like logically that would happen? but of course there's always going to be these anomalies right where there's like you know a club that's been around for nearly you know it'll be <laughs> 150 odd years and you've won one like I guess all leagues across the world would have similar teams but surely we are due
1: Well, good things happen when the Saints go over tomaraavenon.
0: There's a lot of similarities. We got we're back in Morabin, as we were then. We got easy thirty thousand plus coming down to Moravan. Watch our games. You got an Allen in we charge. Had, we had Allen, Allen again, double Allen. This one likes jeans, which is also kind of nice. Allen in jeans. <laughs> um, we we don't have a Bob Murray, but we got a Jake Carlisle. <laughs> you got Jacks coming to Wazoo. We've got a heap of Jacks. We do have Jacks out the wazoo, a lot of Jacks, which is quite an old school thing. There would have been a bunch of Jacks playing then as well. We've got six of them. We can actually have a third of the ground can be named Jack at any oh, time. for the same. That's
1: true. There was, a, there, was another, uh, there was a St Kilda player with the na- last name Billing as well on the list at this time. Oh,
0: was there? Ke- I think
1: Kevin Billing and um, he was well, 20th Billing. man in the grand final and the story goes that Alan Jean forgot that he hadn't put him on um, and so then remembered with about five minutes to go and with, oh, I'll, I'll put you on. And this is the, you know, sub on, sub off, and that was it. Um, and then Billing was like, nah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. No way.
0: Yeah. Five minutes to go in oh, the grand final. What a champ. Like, mm. oh, one, what a lovely man, Alan Jeans, for being like, "Oh, I better get you on the ground. As if, could you imagine Clico giving a fuck about that with five minutes <laughs> to go in a grand final that's tied mm. up? No way would they care. And then what a, <laughs> what, what a dude to be like, Geez, not very really like confident in yourself, are you? Like, no, 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 it's all good. Let's just leave it as is. Maybe Billing Billing, Billing knew that he, it could have been the thing that threw the imbalance and it could have been, you know, the thing that lost it. He knew yeah. there was something special. When I'm playing sport, it takes, me fucking, it takes me
1: five minutes to kind of feel like I'm in the game anyway. Like imagine if you'd That's made true. some mistake and you only had five minutes to go and it was the, 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 the reason that St Kilda lost the grand final. You'd never
0: live it down. That's true. You nearly would rather just stay on the bench. You would. You're a part of the team. There's another
1: funny um, incident where uh, there was a coach, Steve, no, no, not coach, sorry. Uh, Have you seen the footage of that goal umpire from this game where he like gets clipped and then staggers around and falls over and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. His name was Steve Stevens and he got clipped by a St Kilda player. No way. Who says that it was like the most innocuous kind of touch of all time. But he – he was milking it. Um,
0: anyway, the razor, the razor ray of the era. This
1: this guy was actually the mayor of Morabbin at the time. Wow, conspiracy? <laughs> maybe Steve Stevens? So. Maybe he was just trying to maybe maybe he just wanted a bit more time off the clock for those Saints.
0: You know, maybe he just wanted to let him settle. That's true. Just shaved a few seconds off the clock with a big whoa, oh, you got, got the wobbles. Big dramatic fall. <laughs> Steve Stevens, he knows. Jack Stevens' great grandfather. <laughs> Morabin born and bred yep. the mayor of Morabin, Mr. Stevens
1: they were also partying with Olivia Newton-John and uh at the t- after the game like she was a young, god she's old uh, what she wasn't known yeah yeah she wasn't like she wasn't famous at oh, point, okay but she was um she she was the girlfriend of someone who was quite famous and um yeah she she amuso as well and they went to the they were at the um the big after so is,
0: is she a Saints fan
1: I wonder uh,
0: good question. Not sure. Wow. Geez, I don't. Depends I don't, how
1: they treated her that evening, I suppose. That's true.
0: I don't imagine her being that old, Olivia Newton-John being around in the, like old enough to be partying with footballers in the 60s. But yeah, I guess she is. No. Well done, Olivia Newton-John, for looking so great and having a, a long and successful career. Go the same. Well, I hope, I, hope she's, um, I hope she's at the next party when St Kilda win their next flag. Me too. Maybe she's our lucky charm. We'll Have to get her there. Maybe. Her and Eric Banner can go to the footy, go to the final series, and, and go on that glorious run to the Premiership Cup. Let's hope.
1: <laughs> wow, mate! Good. This is the this is the second year after moving to Moraba. So a lot of things. This is your first year after moving a lot to Marabin, of things so Lining you know, up. A lot of, yeah, year. that's
0: right. Feels like we're a year short of doing any real damage, but you know, this has been this has been a good year thus far, and I'm feeling some. I know I'm an optimist, Amelia. I've got that big heart and I've got that big gut, but there's something brewing there. Nobody expected the
1: dogs to win the year they no. did. Nobody expected Richmond no to win Richmond. beforehand when they won. No one so. expected
0: Collingwood to go from thirteenth to grand final. No, those
1: teams had all been shit for like five years before they went on that run. Yep. So
0: it ain't it ain't over, my That's friend. Right, um, but on talking about things that are over, this podcast um thanks everyone for for tuning in i don't know how long we're actually going because meal and i recorded for a good like 20 or so minutes just talking shit before we actually got into it because we have a tendency to do that yeah. so but anyway um thank you for tuning in everyone we've uh it's it's friday like lunchtime so we're gonna get this up asap hopefully it'll be up before the game tonight the big Port Collingwood clash as always Hit yeah. us up on our uh, socials, AFEloquence, at gmail.com. We've got an email. And same with uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's AFEloquence. Uh, we'd love to hear from y'all. Mm. Any other thoughts, Neil?
1: No, nah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next week. Um, yeah, have a good weekend of footy. Look after each other
0: and, uh, and, and up those mighty blues. Hell yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself, except for uh, up those mighty things. Bye. Bye.